We're back. We're back. I gotta um do some. Yay! Wait, let me do a song really quick. <gasps> Tomorrow. Santa's coming. <laughs> okay, sorry, I had to do that. So we're gonna catch up because I haven't seen you, mm-hmm. and I've had a lot of drama, and that's the only thing that you know because I call you when things are going bad. Mm, only call I've, me when things are bad. Sorry, <laughs> but I like cry. I think I've cried the most this week, to equivalent to the day we got me and Woody got married. Yeah, like I feel like it was e- like equally emotional Holidays from that one rough. day. Mm-hmm. And I've been really I can't, stressed out. I can't cry because my lashes. <laughs> 48 hours, no water, no oil. She just got her eyelash <laughs> extensions done. <laughs> I miss them so much. No, but your lashes are growing so fast. I know. The Monate eyelash mm-hmm. serum. It's so amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I even forgot like for a couple days. I think I've applied it like maybe five times. I was telling Ash today, I'm like... um Ash is our hairstylist. Ash, yeah. So I was telling her that I got my things done today and she's like, oh, and I was like, yeah, I keep telling myself this is the last month and then I do it again. Yeah. And then, oh, here comes Christmas. Okay. This is the last time. This is the last time. This is the last time. <laughs> yeah. We'll I see. was, I thought my lashes were healthy when I was thinking about getting them removed mm-hmm. and then I took them off myself healthy like in a healthy way, not you didn't like just rip them off. Y- yeah, no, I did. Um, what did I do? Oh, I did the um, makeup remover. Oh, uh, by Monet. It's mm-hmm. the melting bomb. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And it like I would put it on, and they just wipe right. And off. I would just you know like wipe my mm-hmm. lashes like if I was using a spoolie. Yeah, yeah. And they would slowly come off, and I had a lot of lashes. They were just short and straight. And I haven't been able to find, like, a an eyelash curler. Oh, darn it. Aunt Megan had, like, 55 of those. I know. I was like, no, I got one. But then I was like, I don't have it anymore. Yeah. So are you feeling better? Are you feeling... From what? Sometimes you have to cry and get it out. Oh, my gosh. I feel like something is going to happen. Like, I have that, like, gut feeling that something's going to happen. And it's going to be like... Okay. I feel like I need one more, like, hard cry. Good cry. Because uh, there's been a lot of drama in my personal life, a lot of drama at work, and not drama at work, but, like... Stress. It Like, long hours. Mm-hmm. I'm just, like, exhausted. Stress. And we went to the movie Kingsman mm-hmm. last night, and I don't want to give any spoilers, but there's a sad part. Okay, don't... Towards the beginning. Don't tell. I'm not saying what it is, but what he looked over at me and he's like, are you crying? And I look at him and my makeup is down my oh, face. Oh, you're crying, like crying, crying. Yeah. If you want to cry again, watch The Shack. What's that? It's that movie that Woody's mom told us to watch. I watched it. What is it about? It's a Christian movie, but it is. What is it about? It's about a man. Okay. Keep elaborate on that. <laughs> Um, it's about a man's life and 
sins that he committed and then something happens in his life to make him ask why god why did you do this to me oh okay you know okay I thought it was that one Christian movie. It's like a man where the wife is super religious and has 100% trust and faith in God, and he kind of questions it. Oh, okay. I thought you were referring to the one where there's these kids that are at a Christian college, and it's based on a true story, mm-hmm. and his girlfriend has cancer, and so they get oh, married that, really quickly. That's Jeremy Camp. That's the guy I saw in concert a couple oh. months ago. Yeah, Jeremy Camp. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good story. Even that's though a it's gr- sad that it's real. Yeah, most of those Christian movies are real, oh real gosh. life stories. Um, yeah, I was. What, there's another one coming one. up. I think Christmas Day. It's about the football player, the Rams football player. What happened? I think to him? it's a Rams. I don't know. I haven't seen the movie yet. You don't. Comes if it's tomorrow. a real life story, you don't know the story. I don't always remember the life stories. Oh gosh. That's why you got to watch the movie. So um, we're going to post a photo of our Christmas theme in our podcast room. Mm-hmm. It's so cute. It's so cute. It makes me so happy. It's a Barbie tree, and that's all I'm going to say. So cute. I don't want to give too much away, but it's freaking cute. It's so cute. Um, What else happened this week that I don't know about because I felt like it was all about me and my well um you know dixie has been sick and she's been to the vet a couple times and um she had like a mark on her neck anyway there's a new mark so i'm dealing with that but i got some antibiotic type spray i guess it's not antibiotic maybe it's antifungal or something spray to spray on it and of course it's raining in california and guess what dog does not like to go out in the rain oh no she did but she didn't like it Mm. so that's gonna be if it's gonna rain for the next three days yeah i thought it was gonna rain on christmas and it's raining non-stop non-stop if it if there's a little break it's fine because i just run her outside when there's a break but um let's see what else completely ready for did you see my tiktok not our tiktok but mine did you make a tiktok video today no, I missed it. I mean, it, it took me a while to record it because each time I recorded it, I was like, oh, I don't Darn like that it. angle. I don't, I don't have my phone. I, f- I can't believe I forgot my phone, but it feels kind of freeing. Like, I keep feeling like I need to pick up my phone and check it, but I don't have it, so I can't. I think an hour before you got here, and I was like, no, you're off what work. he was like, oh, so-and-so is calling you. And I'm like, why? And he's like, how would I know why? And I'm like, oh, right. <laughs> So let me just play the sound of my TikTok because it's funny. Oh, wait. Hold on. You have a bark box? No, no, no. That was an ad. It wasn't mine. Oh my gosh. It already has 91 views. Okay, let's I see. I posted it. it like two or three hours ago. Okay. Okay, ready? Yep, I'm ready. Maybe I should have warned you guys for Look the at sound. Your face when you paused it. <laughs> it's beginning to look a lot like fuck this. Everywhere I go. Do you see it? Um, I see it. I see myself. <gasps> Let me watch it. How do you turn it on mute and play it? Your Let volume. Let me just turn the volume down. Let me see. Let me just watch it. Do you see it? No, I see myself. Okay. So basically, um. I wore a Christmas sweater today because I You're thought... You're so Christmassy with your grumpy cat. Yeah. So other companies that I've worked with, 
usually the last day before Christmas, everyone dresses in like Christmas theme. Uh-huh. And I walked into the office and no one's wearing like head to toe black or head to toe gray. Mm-hmm. Someone was wearing cowboy boots. I was like, where are you going? <laughs> so bring on the Christmas cheer. Yes. I so everyone I'll was, wear it anywhere. I don't care. I ev- love Christmas. Everyone was like, is that an ugly Christmas sweater? Or <gasps> is that, do you think that's a, like, do you feel like that's a cute sweater? And I was like, I don't know if I should be offended by that comment. Uh, I would say I'm wearing it, so it's cute. Yeah, I was like, well, it's considered an ugly sweater, but I like it. So, so th- what my post says is when you pull up to the office on December 23rd, and then my caption says, do we even need need to, to at this point no one works before a long holiday no one does we were so distracted today. i know i know like what's I know, the point but then if you had if you were closed today yesterday or yeah yesterday would have been the slow yeah. do nothing day it doesn't matter yeah so yeah and then i got to leave work at one forty-five. that's today good. you got a lot done i did get a lot done mm-hmm. What else happens with you? I feel like your life is surrounded so, by a dog. I will tell you, Tuesday, I thought it was Thursday. Why? Wednesday, I thought it was Thursday. Wait. Thursday, I thought it was Wednesday. And now you got me confused. <sighs> you just haven't been on the right day. I have not been on the right day, any day. And... I mean, you know, I mess up Wednesdays and Thursdays a lot, but, but. Do you need to take like that memory supplement? What memory stuff? (laughs) (laughs) What do you call that again? I don't remember. (laughs) You might not even remember to take it. I will be 100% honest. Christmas is hard for me. Um, Luckily, last year we weren't at, I wasn't at home. I was away. But it's really but hard for me. grandma's going to be here this year. I know. For the first time. Yeah. Uh, having That's kind of weird. granddaddy at my house every, every year. single year for your whole life. Yeah. Is, um, it's, I mean, I'm not really sad. I'm just kind of melancholy. Is that the word? Melancholy? Where, where you're, you're like, like not happy, mm-hmm. not sad, not. Yeah. Yeah. Something's missing. I definitely feel okay. like something's missing. Well, then that brings us to today's episode about frustrations, vulnerability, and comfort zones. True. So I think, I mean, I don't have, I mean, I would say I'm pretty vulnerable, would you say? Um, do you put yourself out there? Yeah, I, I, I think you do. I don't. I'm not afraid to, if, okay, if I have a gut feeling that, like, I can't trust someone, I won't be vulnerable around them. Mm-hmm. I won't give them information. Yeah, I have those, like, walls built up. Mm-hmm. And I, w- like, worked and been in friend groups where usually my gut isn't wrong. Right, and you should trust it. And I do trust it. I've learned very early on in my early 20s that it is a gut feeling. Mm-hmm. Like it is in your stomach, and mm-hmm. it is a feeling. It's not just like a something doesn't feel right type thing. It's an actual feeling. So I definitely listen to that. And 
I know how to open up to people and let them in on some of my life. Not all of my life details, but like some so that I just want to be relatable. I want to be approachable. And so I'm not afraid to be vulnerable and tell people like you oh, used to such be, and though. such is happening. And you I used think, to have a wall up. I think I had a wall up because of what happened in high school with all those mean girls. And I was just terrified Feeling of trusting. And, yeah. Yeah. Because I trusted people and mm-hmm. they knew information and then they wronged me. Right. So. But I think I've learned that, okay, it's not all at once. You slowly open up and become vulnerable and you'll know right away whether or not that person is trustworthy with your vulnerability. Mm -hmm. I don't know what's better to like keep things close to the chest or to just blab out, not blab out, I don't want to be mean, but just tell everybody your whole life story, everybody you meet, because then what can they use against you? (laughs) Everybody knows, you know what I mean? Like, Oh, oh, is she scratching? Oh my gosh, she's clawing my leg. She needs to be trimmed. Um, Miss Posy. Miss Posy. She's so cute with her little red bow. She is super cute. We're going to miss you on Christmas. It's more work to shuttle them. I know. I totally understand. And then the dog. Yeah. Maybe we should talk about maybe... Because I feel like a lot of people who have frustrations have a hard time communicating and so it comes off as like like attack Mm -hmm. instead of using your frustrations with vulnerability okay so uh real quick somebody i was talking to today was telling me a story about their boyfriend and them and communication so she was describing like something that happened and i said to her that says more about him than your actions, like what you're doing. Like, like she wasn't doing anything. And he kind of said, um, you know, what's your problem? So I think he that, said that, yeah, I, I think it That's has never a good idea. Yeah. But that has more to do with what's going on with him. Like you're irritating him for him to say something like that. Right. So don't always think like, what did I do? What, how, it it might not be you. It might be them. You know, of course your communication, you have to work on that. But I think, uh, everybody is so sensitive. I'm not saying I'm not cause I am, but we're so sensitive to, um, be criticized that we immediately think it's something we're doing when it could be that they're in a bad mood or something bad happened to them or or they're missing somebody at this time of the year you know so they're lashing out okay here's the post that you put someone said that self-care is also choosing not to argue with people who are committed to misunderstanding you that's huge and i have for the last 10 years really lived off of that like I don't really care if they're if they think they're right well I think the post well for me the post meant you can say I love you but sometimes I don't like you and they'll take it as she hates me she wants to be she wants to be with someone else you don't want to be with me 
I think people you st- you become vulnerable with someone mm-hmm. and you're honest with them mm-hmm. and you share your frustrations with them, but there are certain people out there mm-hmm. that hear something else. Everybody hears it a different way. This is why you should never communicate something serious over text because it can be read so many different ways and you know you've told me this before when i say when i say oh this person texted me this and you're like or they said it like this yeah so it's true communication a lot miscommunication i should say a lot is the way it's received not always the way it's said yeah sometimes it is the way it's said but yeah so i got this very early on in my career i sent an email do you remember this email mm-hmm. at this mm-hmm. one, my first uh-huh. corporate uh-huh. and it was to a guy uh-huh. and he forwarded the email that I sent to him asking uh-huh. him for help and asking for an ETA. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I remember this. And my boss sat me down and said, you need to be more appreciative and a little more over the top. Okay. So in thankfulness because that message he read it as this and she w- wrote mm-hmm. read it back to me mm-hmm. and i said oh i was just like hey okay so you know what my voice you get that message. from me you get that from me we're fast we Straight get things done point. fast yes we don't have time for bs yeah so when i send a text or an email it's exactly what i'm asking yeah. Uh, hi, how is your day? I hope you're doing well. Okay, so, well, I was just looking for an ETA on uh, the computer screen, you know, or whatever. Yeah. I had the same, my second HR boss told me the same thing. You need to put more fluff into it, Shannon. Yeah. And then whenever I wrote an email that had fluff, everybody in the, in the office, would, everybody in our department would go, oh, Shannon added fluff. Because I'm a get to the point. Come on. I I got work to do. Yeah. No, you got to add fluff. Is that our personality like built in us? Or is that something that I got from you? Because in when it comes to business, I'm like, okay, this, 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 and this needs to be done. Is it possible to get done? Not like. So here's our to-do list. What do you um, think? Do you think do you, we could possibly? Do you think I have everything on it? No, do you think I it's possible to get done? You need or... to have thicker skin. Yeah. And so I learned that's exactly the point is I have thick skin when it comes to business and everyone around me wants to make it personal. So I think that when you're like trying to understand where somebody's coming from, on a text, on an email, or even in person, mm-hmm. is you do have to add fluff because it sets the tone. Yes. And so the reader's not going, what's ETA on this? Yeah. You know. So now in my current job, because it's such a small environment, I do see that, yeah, you got to be to a little fluffier. Yeah, yeah. That would be a little bit nicer because going straight to the point comes off as controlling, bossy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and people will say, what's your problem? I just want to, you know, get get the work done. I know, but you have to Get it done fluff. the right way yeah. the first time and mm-hmm. get it done as fast as mm-hmm. possible so that we can all go home. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, it's all like grooming to become a better person. Right. It, it, like, I... 
you can learn forever. You never stop yeah. learning. Never stop learning. And growing and evolving and changing. Changing and evolving and becoming new. <laughs> okay. Okay, Helen. Okay. Uh. <laughs> it's a bridesmaids reference if no one knew that. So on that, I'd love to go off topic because it frustrates you so much. Oh, I'm totally I good. Was, I've um, had such a stressful week that I am enjoying every little... You know how our family is with movie quotes? Yeah. I have a friend that I chat with daily from junior high, and he's the same way. So today's Festivus for the rest <laughs> of us. <laughs> so, of course, we're sharing these things. I, I hope... I, I love that there's people out there. I have no idea what I'm talking about. So Festivus for the rest of us. So we were sending back and forth some things. Um, and, that you know, we just start quoting the whole entire scene back and forth, back and forth. Next line, next line, next line, next line. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. I did it with Uncle Lance the I day like before because somebody posted a picture of Elaine dancing. Oh, my God. And so we did this more like a full body dry heave <laughs> set to music. <laughs> okay. Sorry. That's my brain. Yeah, that's okay. We're just winging this one. Yeah, it's kind of an end of the year kind of, even though I don't know when this Doop is going to air. Just kidding. Um, a while. <laughs> you know when you watch this TV show and it's like, why is there a Christmas tree there? <laughs> oh, yeah. Or like even a movie that's you don't think it's a Christmas movie. And then all of a sudden, like there's stuff that's Christmassy and you're like, I didn't know this was the setting of the story was during Christmas because it's not a Christmas okay, movie. Okay, it's funny you say that because there's a post that's supposed to give you all of the Gilmore Girl episodes, the exact episode that Christmas falls on every season. Yeah. Watched them all? None of them. None of them? Maybe one was about Christmas. The other ones, it was snowing. But there was no Christmas oh. tree scene. There was no Christmas tree. There was no gifts. Was no, no, you know the one where they do the town does the the whole nativity play, and they oh, can't right. find baby Jesus' arm, and yeah. that one definitely was Christmas. And then and there then was the one where she makes Luke run outside because she smells. Yeah, I love when she does that every year. Oh gosh, I love that show. I know it's so us. The the more I watch it, like. The more it's us. Yeah. Like. And okay. So perfect time to tell. Talk about Gilmore Girls and our podcast name. Oh, okay. Yes. We never brought that up. We never. N nobody's asked like how we got our name. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. So how many times do you think we've watched the whole series? Not the new episodes that are like in 2016. Oh, no, I'm no, not no, a, no. I'm not a Gilmore Girls one. Fan Once they start getting Botox, I don't like it. Or like Rory and Lorelai look old. Yeah. And oh my gosh, Luke looks so old. I know people okay. age, but you, like. You've gone off on a tangent now. Yeah. We watched the I'd... original series at least four times. Yeah. All the way through. Mm -hmm. And I absolutely am obsessed. It's because the storyline is us. It's so us. Like something. I can't even remember what's happening, but. <laughs> Uh, of course, Rory was mothering her, her mother, Lorelai, and because uh, she was fighting with her mother. And I was like, we've had so many conversations like this. Yeah. Where you're the mom. 
Well, you were so young when you had me. Not as young no. as Lorelai, but... Well, when you say young, people think I was in high school. I was an adult. I was legal drinking age. Yeah. You were 22. Yeah. But, um, okay. That's how we got our name because... Gilmore Girls. Gilmore Girls Sutherland is Girls. our story. Yes. Our fictional story It is about 100%. Us. Yeah. 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 I feel like that's not enough explanation, well, but you know, like it is totally us, even though and grandma I is like the grandma. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that's what it was. It was Lorelai and the grandma. We're, um, keep talking. Gosh, I can't remember what the scene was, but they were arguing. And I love when she goes, Oh, Lorelai. Yes. And I'm like, that's grandma Donna. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it was like a hundred percent to the scene. And then they come out the door and, and, um, she goes, you didn't tell her. No, I didn't tell her. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, (laughs) because Rory doesn't understand. Like, why don't you just tell your mom? No way. She's going to freak out. Yeah. Cause yeah. yeah. Whatever it is. And then, oh my gosh. Remember when Rory goes, like is had enough with her mom because her mom's a mess. And so she goes and lives with grandma. Yes. And then that was, I she's like, she comes back and she's like, I couldn't take it anymore. <laughs> and I was like, she sneaks oh my out. Gosh, I've yeah. been there too. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Um, so this is going to be a first for us right now. We're actually going to take a commercial break and be right back. Okay. Okay. Um, so um, I know we said break, that we were going Gilmore on Girls. a commercial break. Gilmore Girls. But there's no commercial. Lucky you. Oh, we're back. We just needed to go eat dinner. That was our commercial, commercial. break. The producer came in and said, dinner's ready. anyways so when we were eating dinner um we were talking about (laughs) my knott's berry farm story i didn't even realize okay this is me getting out of my comfort zone and just laughing at myself oh my gosh go ahead (laughs) are you like in disbelief that i'm gonna say this yes so Woody and I got Knott's Berry Farm tickets in a wedding card along with another gift, but someone like works for their corporate office and gave us tickets to go. And so we decided last weekend, the week, the weekend before Christmas, perfect. we were going to go because I've never gone to Knott's during Christmas. So pretty. So pretty. Yeah. But Woody and I have gone to Disneyland during Christmas Mm -hmm. and that's all I know and remember. So uh, it was exciting to see that, like see all the decorations. Yeah, we go every year. So I, I don't know how this happened. You had fun. You had some drinks. I had a canned rosé, and mm-hmm. it was sparkly. It was so delicious. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was in the park. And then we were probably at the park for like four and a half hours, maybe five. Mm-hmm. And then we had dinner at their chicken restaurant. Not sure what it's called, but, you know, it's before you enter the park. Mm-hmm. Everyone who's been to Knott's Berry Farm or knows Knott's Berry Farm. Everybody knows their chicken restaurant. It's very famous. Yeah. So I've never been there. So we went. I ordered a water because I hadn't drank any water that day. Bad girl. I know. I don't drink water. I don't know what's wrong with me. I don't like water. It's You're so drinking boring. water right now. Yeah, but it has lime juice in it. That's and okay. It's sparkling. That's okay. That's the only way I can drink my okay. water. Anyway, so I ordered a water and I ordered a Moscow Mule. 
sorry, I just saw the glass I was drinking out out of Babe Weiser. Yeah. Instead of Budweiser, it's Babe Weiser. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Anyways, um, so I ordered a Moscow Mule. And it's, like, not a small little, like... In the little copper cup. Yeah. It was a huge copper cup. Oh, okay. And it was that freezing that day. Like, I really wish that we wore coats on top of our Christmas sweaters. Mm-hmm. But we didn't. We thought we would be fine because, you know, California doesn't get cold. It was cold it this was week. It was freezing. Like, my bones were frozen. So, we finish up eating. Um, we st- start walking back to the car because it's like an off-the-property Parking. Parking. So we're like walking down the street and I'm like, it's so freezing. We need to run for me to keep warm. To get to the car. Because I'm freezing. Yeah. And I'm we're running. Me and Woody are linked arms and we're running. Across the street. And I go, oh my gosh. I just peed my pants. <laughs> <laughs> While you're running. <laughs> yeah. And I said it's so loud that the guy at the corner of the street that's about to cross the crosswalk Turned around and I looked down immediately and I'm like, oh my gosh, he totally heard that I peed my pants. <laughs> and it wasn't like a full, like empty the bladder no, pee. It's it was like, bit. I'm cold. And I realized in that moment. And your bladder's over full. Oh my gosh, I didn't running. pee at all. And you're running. Yeah. And yeah. then I'm running. And so it was like. Hilarious. And you don't even have kids yet. I know. Wait till after. Wait till you're pregnant. You're gonna I'm like, peer, peer I think I just got a glimpse of my future. <laughs> yes. Yes. It happens. It happens. You got to go clean up and change. Yeah. So I didn't used to always be like this. I always was like scared. You never would have told that story ever. You never would have wanted did. anybody to know. And you just told the world. Yeah. I'm starting to get out of my comfort zone. It goes along with it's not caring. It's very freeing. I don't like the yeah. word not caring. But freeing. It's freeing. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And also, it's f- a funny story. It's a hilarious story. And guess what? We've all been there. Woody's like, no, you didn't. I'm like, it's wet. <laughs> I peed my pants. Yes, I can feel it. <laughs> and it was like, it wasn't like, you know, like a drop. It was like every time we were bouncing, running, it was, it was coming, coming out. out. And I was like, oh, my gosh, my pants are wet. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't think I noticed it right away. But because it was cold and windy, it got colder. (laughs) (laughs) I I bet there are people listening to this laughing right now because they know they've been there. Yeah, that's the first time I've ever like peed my pants. (laughs) Well, what's worse is when like if you're drunk and your bladder's totally full and you're waiting to use the bathroom or go to the bathroom somewhere, and you're like, uh 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 uh, you can't stop it once it starts. Yeah, that's like really peeing your pants. Yeah, I, I've not been there. No, you but yeah, like I'm starting to work on getting out of my comfort zone. I think, like, I don't want to be held back. I don't want to hold myself back. Because mm-hmm. there's moments in my life where I got out of my comfort zone. So, like, for example, on Woody's 21st birthday, we we're playing pool with strangers. And at that age, I, I mean, I don't like strangers now, but like. I would get super shy and Stranger just be like, danger. I would just be like, uh, okay, don't have a conversation with them. Mm-hmm. Whereas now I probably would have a conversation well, with people if I was playing Those pool. are the people you should be open with because they're strangers. Yeah. So once I was like playing a game of pool with this group of guys, 
I started to open up a little bit and I told them like I'm I'm going to fit them and I'm studying fashion design and that's how I got my big internship. Oh, just big... by randomly talking to somebody. Yes. They connected you. He his uh, uncle was the CFO of this fashion brand that's very well known. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And he was like would you be interested in being an intern? I could totally hook it up. And I was like, what? Yes. And then I gave him my email. He gave me his, I sent my resume to him and then he passed it on and I had an internship and then and I was then hired on and then I was there for years. Yes. Free that was clothes. awesome. Yeah. So that was awesome. I think that was my first moment of being like, why am if I? If you never would have told that stranger where you were going to school. And that what never would have happened. Yeah, it would have never happened. Yeah. And it's not like it was like a full like bar. And no, it was a small place. I was place. never going to be able to. It was like a small it bar. It was a hangout. And not a lot of people were there. Yeah. So, yeah, it was sort of intimate, but I definitely got out of my comfort zone. And ever since then, I feel like it's, it goes hand in hand with being a little bit vulnerable mm-hmm. and expressing yourself stepping more. out of your comfort zone yes putting yourself out there you have these little wins and little rewards and then one turns into two turns into three turns into yeah. four yes i agree i think that yeah that's great so i have a couple questions okay from some people from our social media let's do it i asked them about if they had any questions on those three topics uh-huh Okay, the first one is, I've been working for this company for a few years now, and I'm too scared to get outside my comfort zone and ask for a raise. Ooh, that's a good one. That's a really difficult one because um, you don't want to seem like... It's a woman. Okay, so definitely you have every right to ask for a raise because guess what? They're not just going to give it to you unless it's a company that has a policy that gives uh, cost of living raises every year. You could go years without getting an increase. The only thing that would give give you an increase, your major increases are always going to be job changes, job changes, job status. So like meaning if you're a manager and you become a director, you'll get a big bump. Mm-hmm. If you leave one company and go to the next one, you'll get a big bump. Mm-hmm. So, you definitely have to ask. How would you ask? I, how would you approach Well, first it? of all, you would don't ask in the first six months. Okay. So, a lot of companies will bring you in and then at the end of 90 days, they'll give you a little bump, you know. But I'm not sure everybody does common. that now. Yeah, no. I haven't had that. So, uh, six-month mark would definitely be um, a point to start that conversation. And it depends on the size of the company. You can go directly to HR or you can go to your manager. Um, a lot of companies do yearly reviews. So you might get the your reviews coming up in three months or six months or, or June or whenever they do them. Um, and we'll talk about it then. But you have to voice that you're looking for an increase. And of course, it's on performance. If you get into a position and you're there six months or a year and you're really putting that effort in, showing your commitment, uh, your loyalty to that company, every single company would be 
open to an increase for that mm-hmm. um, unless the company's not making any money. But uh, it depends on the size of the company. You can either go to your manager and they can go to HR or you can go directly to HR. Yeah, I think it's like definitely going to be a very near future topic for a lot of people because the cost of living has increased a lot. I agree. I agree. The the salaries are going to have to go. And then also when minimum wage keeps going up, then salaried positions need to go up with that. So I have a friend where she's worked for a company for two years and I was, I worked with her for Mm -hmm. um, like six months, seven months. I think I know what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. And I told her, she's way younger than me. She (laughs) told me how much she makes, which you should never do that just because. It's just not polite. First of all, finances should be a private. I I think you, your generation is way more open with that. It then makes it awkward too, because it's like, well, why is so and so? Everybody can come in at a different amount. Everybody can come in at a different amount. It's yeah. what you ask for. I think it's just more of like a boundary for yourself to just be like, I don't want to get hurt, like butt hurt about knowing if someone makes more than me. It's so don't say what you make. Finances, religion, yeah, not good things to talk about. Yeah. So politics so so when i left for the job that i'm in now that's actually in my career path she got two raises from when i left in july that's good till now and i said did you ask for a raise and she said no but i got i had more responsibilities than they offered so they knew they were putting the load on her Mm -hmm. and they knew that she was underpaid so in that instance of like her only hitting one year she or she wasn't there for two years she was there for one year and she had had i don't think she mentioned she was getting a raise or she wanted a raise but if someone is new to a company and when they were hired on they were given a list of tasks and now six months to almost a year their list has tripled how do you is it appropriate to bring that up or no oh yeah 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 that you're taking on more responsibility, yes, that would be a great way to go in for asking for a raise. Like starting the conversation. Yes. Okay. It could be, I've been here for six months and I think I've proven myself to be an asset to the company. Okay. Um, also, if, which is happening a lot with this workforce, mm-hmm. is that so many people have left the workforce that one person is doing the job of three or four people. So you mm-hmm. definitely say my my responsibilities have increased and I'm willing and open to put in the extra time and work, but I feel like I should be compensated for that. Mm-hmm. Okay. They could say yes or no. Yeah. And guess what? If they say no, s- start putting your resume out there. Mm-hmm. A lot of companies have increased people's pay because they found jobs somewhere else that would pay them. And they don't want to lose them. So then they'll say, we'll match that. Okay. Don't go in there saying, I've been offered another job. Because they might go, okay, bye. (laughs) Always start in with with your your worth, what Mm -hmm. you've done, your, you know, everything that you've accepted, everything that you've Mm -hmm. done above and beyond your job description Mm -hmm. to start. Next question. Okay. This is another girl. She's... Her question is, my girlfriend wants to make us official, but we've been seeing each other 
for about five months. She wants to put a title and make it a official. You're paraphrasing. Yeah, I'm just paraphrasing. Um, oh, but she said um, she's not ready. How do you have that conversation? Because that sounds very like a vulnerable topic. Well, I don't think you should push anybody in a relationship to do something that they're not comfortable doing yet. I'm assuming that one of the people is not open with family or friends or work or whatever. Okay. So maybe this is why she's not ready to become official. She doesn't want to broadcast it? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Okay. So I'm just going to take this as another example Uh from my past. Okay. I've dated someone who doesn't want to, didn't want to be vulnerable with me and i feel like personally if someone's vulnerable with you they're showing you them like it's more of like an intimacy Mm -hmm. between two people and i think that's really important when you're in a relationship how do you make someone feel comfortable enough to be vulnerable or what would be reasons that well, maybe people are afraid to be vulnerable? People put walls up for all different reasons. But in a relationship, someone that doesn't want to put a title on it could be a lot of things. It could be commitment issues. could be they're just having a good time. Okay. You know? Yeah. And it could be, I'm not going to get too serious so I don't get hurt. All right. So it could be many things. Um, the only way to... Do you bring up, like, hey, I want us to be more vulnerable and get to know each other on a deeper level? or um, Not vulnerable, but I want us to connect on a deeper level. So the best thing that you can do for that is make it a very safe environment, okay? You're not criticizing. You're not um, belittling. You're not making fun of. You have to make it a very, very safe environment. Mm. And then little by little they'll start to open up to you, give you a little more and a little more. Mm-hmm. I mean, and maybe not. Some people are scarred. Some people, it takes them therapy or years or relationship. I just think the best piece of advice to have someone open up and become closer to you would be to make a very safe environment. That's good advice. Okay, I'm only going to do one more. And then I think we should... We need to do our table topic okay. because we didn't do it in the last episode. Okay. Sorry, guys. But it's going to be a normal thing. Um, okay, this last question. I love your guys' mother and daughter relationship. I wish I had that with my mom. Oh, my gosh. She's going to start making me cry. Oh, don't cry. <laughs> See, I'm so emotional, so emotional this, this week. week. I know. I know. Don't watch Gilmore Girls. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um... Sorry, my eyes are like blurry, so I can't see the screen. I cannot cry. Okay, 24 hours, please. What's the best advice to sit down with your mom? Let me just, it's a long question. What's the gist? Okay, so the gist is she wishes she had a relationship like ours. No matter what she does, she can't seem to have a successful relationship with her mom. So Like there's just a lot of problems. So I'm assuming she's asking like is there a point to it or not to fix it or is it never gonna happen okay um it's never gonna happen this also, is a one-of-a-kind relationship nobody will ever have what we have shut up <laughs> <laughs> she said she's not confrontational but it, this goes along with comfort zone so she's not confrontational she's not comfortable with uh, um confronting her mother yes about this um I don't know what it's about because she didn't go into detail of that, but she just 
having problems with her mom. She wished she had a relationship like ours. She's too afraid of confrontation. Okay. So, first of all, our relationship is not always like this. No. We fight. Yeah. Um, we get sick of each other. Mm-hmm. Um, but we are also the first go-to for each other when something is... Yeah, because right. I, I think, think it has we're a the lot. safest because we know, like... We had we to rely on each other because we were on our own. Yeah. Well, just like Gilmore Girls. Mm-hmm. If anyone knows the story, they heavily rely on each other. And no matter if men come into their lives or not, mm-hmm. they're still connected. So I don't even know how to describe how to fix a broken mother-daughter relationship and make it like ours. I think well, it's okay. just... There, there, there might be. Un- I feel like there's underlying issues if yes. she can't connect with I, her mom. If it, it sounds like she's afraid of upsetting her mother, so so do you think maybe she's scared of her mom, or she doesn't want to upset her mom? Well, if you said she's non-confrontational, she just doesn't. She's probably afraid of what she's going to hear. If her her mother is very critical of her then that can be a very scary place. If you have a mother where you're saying things that hurt your feelings or things that hurt you and they're belittling you, they could be that could be defensive on their part. They're not meaning to belittle you, but they're being defensive like I'm not that kind of mother, I you know or whatever. My best advice would be to um first of all, accept your mother for who she is. Don't try to change her or one thing that we learn in recovery is um, your parents did the best with what they knew Mm -hmm. because almost everybody that has some kind of substance issue it comes from childhood trauma so the first step you have to forgive your parents for what they did and I've told you this before I think I've even said it on the show that your parents are growing up right alongside you yeah so we do make mistakes we're handling children, finances, jobs, and we snap sometimes at the wrong person. And sometimes it's our children. Now, what? It, so I'm starting sh- to get the feeling that maybe anytime she has a conversation, she gets her head bit off. Yes. Well, the only way. Because if she's afraid of confrontation, maybe she's. She's not being honest. She needs to be honest. Yeah. That this is hurting her because maybe her mom doesn't even know that she's hurting her or maybe she does. I have seen mother daughter relationships where um, the mother is kind of manipulative and very critical uh, mm-hmm. of the child. Like as a daughter, what do you do? Cause I think you have a lot of good advice for other parents and how like they'll figure it out and oh, they'll the eventually children. see mm-hmm. you just got to let them go. You need to let them you figure it trust. out on their so not figure it out on your own, but you have to allow kids to have wings or at least think they have wings. So if you knew her mother, what's some kind of like mother to mother type of advice that you would give? I would say, first of all, this girl is an adult. Okay. So as uh, I know as a mother, how extremely hard it is to let go. It is very hard. Mm -hmm. You've since birth been telling, not telling this child what to do, but guiding this child through life. And because we've already been there, we want to prevent you from any pain happening to you. 
And that comes off as us telling what to do, telling you what to do, controlling your life. And we're not trying to control your life. We're just trying to save you from pain. Now, that said, I do know some mothers of some your friends, your sister's friends, mm-hmm. um, that were very controlling of their children. And um, I think it was because they wanted to keep them forever close. So they wanted to make every decision for them. When you know? in reality, that's not a way to have a relationship with your kid. It's, no, it's not You let them healthy. come back it's not and healthy. they will stay. I always thought of it this way. And some people, and I've said this to people, and they say that's a morbid thought. Like, But I always think like if you died tomorrow oh my gosh why are you saying this with your eyelashes <laughs> I, my eyelashes look funny no i thought you started to sound like you're gonna get no upset no 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 crying no if you if something were to happen to you mm-hmm. let's say you're immobile <laughs> i don't know oh. anyway if, if i'm alive but i'm not if something happened to you mm-hmm. could your child survive like of course they would survive but do you want them to struggle like Oh, you're saying if something happened to you, would I still be able to continue? Yes. You, you know, um, you want your children to move out. You want your children to buy their own house. You Mm -hmm. want your children to have their own job. You want your children to have their own spouse, their own life. Mm -hmm. Because eventually you are going to leave. Yeah. You don't want that child so dependent on you that they can't do anything with that. Or hate you so much that they don't want to. We'll just bring up your brother. Okay. Your little brother, okay? Oh, little Carson. No, your other little brother. Oh, the Nigel? one that you know. It, it. I haven't done the best job making him oh. self-sufficient. Of course, he probably would survive. Fine, yeah. but yeah, he survived. You're not doing your children any benefit by making their decisions for them. It's better that they make decisions and fall while they're in your care. True. Because you can help them through that. Mm-hmm. If you keep your children so attached to you that they can't make decisions, that they can't. This person that texts you or um, messaged us through Instagram can't make healthy decisions on her own. Okay. Right? I don't know. I don't know her. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'm sorry. It was a long message. Anyway, I think she's just I, to me. It sounds like how do you like start that conversation? She's she no matter how hard she communicates with her mom, it's not a, it's never a good communication. So it should always be timing. She wants this. She wants a very close relationship but with I her think mom. She needs to accept the fact that maybe it's not with your mom. Maybe it's with your best friend's mom. You just it's maybe true. It's not. And I always thought I did know women. Um, that didn't like anybody else, uh, their children to call anybody else mom or anybody else, be close to any other. Mm -hmm. And I thought, why? As many healthy adults in your children's life, the better. Yeah. Aunts, uncles, your best friends are their aunts. Your best friends are their uncles. Our dad's best friends are your uncles, you know? Yeah. The more adults you have to go to, um, the better, um, we, I, I'm not, I don't even have to protect the name because I'm sure she would be fine. But your dad's best friend had children that you were practically raised with. We did everything together. Yeah. And she got into some trouble in high school. 
And she talked to her dad and her dad suggested talking to me and she called me and I walked her through that whole situation. Now there's situations that you can't go to your mom. Yeah. Uh, when you're younger age, she feel like you can't go to your mom. That's why I always wanted you to have aunties and uncles and stuff to go to Mm -hmm. in case you felt like you can't come to me, you know? She can build that relationship with someone else. It is sad. And you kind of have to mourn that mm-hmm. because it may have, it may have been a relationship she always wanted. Mm-hmm. That's what it sounds like. Is she's comparing what she, us to what she wants, which is, yeah, it is I sad. She's going to, you're going to have to give that up and, and you just love your mom for her falls faults, you know, mm-hmm. and who she is. And then, you know, don't try to change her cause you can't, but I would suggest having a conversation with her, not during a fight, not while anybody is drinking, not while you're at a party, you know, mm-hmm. maybe have lunch and just say, you know, I really wish that we could work on our relationship and be closer because maybe the mom's feeling the same thing. Okay. Like the mom could be feeling the same thing. This kid's giving me so much crap, yeah. you know? So maybe her next move should be started off with little conversations a lunch or coffee date yeah Yeah. pot you know what this is good i learned this from the first guy that broke up with me he Mm -hmm. broke up with me in public and i never was like why did he have to do it in public but it makes sense that when you want to have an honest an intimate conversation with someone and you know it might hurt their feelings do it in public so that they don't react oh to keep because then they can keep their calm composure yeah. i would say if they don't live together start it off with lunch or coffee or yeah yeah that's a something good idea. small like that where you don't have other influences involved mm-hmm. like dad or a brother or sister or mm-hmm. somebody yeah yeah and then maybe just like texting or calling her and be like I miss you. Let's go have lunch. Yeah. And then yeah, that if would she start says, it. well, what for? Just say, just because. I think keeping it short uh-huh. until you get face to face. And then I think when unfortunately, you're, you're going to have to get out of your you're comfort gonna have to be zone vulnerable. and you're going to have to confront it mm-hmm. in a calm way and yeah. just say, I don't like our relationship. I'm being honest with you. And, and use I feel not you you know, yeah. like, I feel like you don't, non, or I, f- not, non-direct. Yeah. Don't, not like you're blaming her. Yeah. But how you feel inside. Yeah. Because again, what they'll get defensive. we've always talked about is no one can control your feelings because those are your feelings. Right. They and can't disregard them. Yeah. There it's, it doesn't matter if they did it on purpose or not. That's the way you felt. Yes. Yeah. Okay. That was the last question. Okay, table topics. Sorry. Sometimes no, it's I okay. Go I, I actually like that. I was a lot to read. <laughs> but I like it because at least it gives it some perspective yeah. of what how we should give advice. All right. Now it's time for table topic. Do you want me to pull? Yeah, you pull first. Okay. What's your question? Uh, which burned a bridge in your life would you like to repair? Well, I mean, I'm, I, don't, I don't like my answer that I'm about to say because people might think a certain way about me, but I'm just being honest. Okay. I do have quite a bit of burn bridges in my past. You do? Like, I always tell less you than don't a burn handful. a bridge. Less than a handful. Um, I have good reason for the burn bridge because I got hurt so many times that I was like, okay, 
this is not healthy for my mental state so I think it's best if we just part ways um but a burned bridge of mine that I would like to repair can you think of one for me yes you have one for me yes I know already that you want to repair this and that you've already made the step to repair it your sister that's one that I think might I, not I w- happen. It's hard to say burned bridge because it, that's like burned bridge means that relationship's over. And it's not yeah. over. You're just a little in a tiff. Yeah, I never think that burned bridges are permanent. I think they're just disguised in. I learned a long time ago, never, ever burn a bridge because I worked for a company. And when that company, when everybody started leaving that company, I worked to work for the same industry mm-hmm. at another company. And somebody I worked with that I couldn't stand ended up being one of my vendors oh no yes and I was like oh my gosh I'm so glad I I learned right away so I I wouldn't say my sister because she's always gonna be my sister yeah so I would guys just have times when you're closer than when you're not yeah I think we're not in that part of our lives where we're both not ready for that yet Mm -hmm. I mean I my resolution for this year at the very very beginning of this year was to repair burn bridges and but you, you did reach out to them i reached out to the two people and i didn't really get any effort back but that's okay sometimes it takes time so i think it's just, it's not our time right so i'm not gonna call those you can't force burn bridges but um i have a friendship right now i'm not going to say who it is people who know no i talked to ash about this yeah i was okay that go ahead i have two then one is from high school okay which she said a lot of hurtful things and then moved away and i was like okay i guess we're done being friends okay. i never saw that happening um happened. it's weird being on the receiving end of someone burning a bridge with you than you burning the bridge right. itself so when someone was someone says like i'm done being friends with you mm-hmm. i'm like why and i never got an answer so that one I would repair, and then my other one, the name you said. Um, a more recent friendship. Very mm-hmm. recent. She hurt me really, really bad, back to back to back to back to back, okay. when it was supposed to be about me Okay. in the moments of those times. And I think, again, not the right time. It, you need to let know, some time go by. You know, friendships like... Ebb and flow. Have, yeah. Hills and valleys. Which, is that saying ebb and flow or ebb? Ebb. Oh my gosh, I've been saying Ev. Who's Ev? I don't know. I just thought the saying was Ev and Flow. I don't know, but you say things wrong. I say things wrong. Now it makes me question it. Yeah, there was Woody's something always calling me out for I saying know. things wrong. And now I'm like... There was something else that... Oh, free willing. <laughs> Woody was watching football with my mom and... They were kind of doing a Hail Mary thing. But growing up, I used to call it a free, free willing. willing. <laughs> oh, he's free willing it. <laughs> You just got to laugh at yourself. Okay. Okay. My question. Yeah. What most frightens you about growing old? This is so good because I am old. I am oh growing old. Oh my gosh. You're... Okay. Growing old is scary. I am growing old. In general. Um, I'm scared of growing old. I'm, I don't want to say that word because you get so upset when I say it. What? Um, I'm. No, say it. I'm not afraid to die. Um, You're not afraid to die. Mm-mm. Neither am I. No, because I know I just I'm don't want to be in pain and suffer. You forget about it anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm afraid that the only part about growing old that I'm afraid of is um, not being able to be active. 
till the you, end with my grandkids. Okay, so you mean like the both of my parents um, What is that called when you're like can't get around? Can't get up, can't walk, can't, get can't out of the chair, can't Yeah. Yeah, that's both like of my parents were like that. Mm-hmm. See, I can't even say that mm-hmm. word either. Immobilization. Mobil- mobilization. Um, mobilization oh my gosh so many people write in and correct us it's okay we're okay because we don't care i mean it's not that we don't care we just don't mind being wrong it's funny okay yeah it's funny lighten up up. (laughs) anyway my biggest fear i'm gonna put that on a (laughs) t-shirt lighten up francis (laughs) um that's another movie quote i think it was easy francis but okay um i digress is that the correct word digress yeah that sounds right Eh, um afraid of growing old would be uh, being a burden and not being able to get around i want to be moving around until the day i fall asleep and don't wake up okay can i answer this question yeah it has to do with you it's more like you're afraid of me getting old what most frightens you about growing old okay so me my thing about me growing old is watching you get old yeah, because I was gonna too. ask you this: is is it hard to watch your parents from? You knew them when they were young, mm-hmm. and you were growing You've always up known and them watching. As old. I've all, well, obviously, I've always known because them. they've always been grandparents. your grandparents. Yeah, but is it strange to see your parents go from you know picking up and carrying your siblings to then your um, siblings helping your mom or dad? So it's two different situations. The first, are we, we going to go over? Okay, I'll try to quicken it's this okay. story. Um, for my daddy, daddy had Louis Body's dementia. And my dad was the strongest, smartest, could build anything, fix anything, do anything, answer any question, man. Not just from me, mm-hmm. for my brothers, for our neighbors, all the neighbors would bring stuff to my dad's garage to fix, to build, to, you know. Yeah. All the neighbor men got together and did everybody's back patios and jacuzzis and dad wired everything, you know, because he was an electrician and a fireman. So to see him digressing into a child, um, I can still remember the, fir- the, the time I asked him a question and he said, I don't know. And I was like, w- w- what do you mean you don't know? You know everything. And he's like, well, Shaney, I don't know everything. And that's when it started, you know, the whole like, wait a minute, my dad's Superman. How's that? So when you see him starting, when they start losing their memory and they digress into children, while it's cute and they're still there, Mm -hmm. it's traumatizing, very traumatizing because you no longer have that Superman to take care of you for the rest of your life Mm -hmm. you know you're now taking care of him which is you would do you do it blindly you do it without question Mm -hmm. but um especially for a daughter i think uh, losing a father is very hard on men and they usually don't discuss it so you see a man changes when he loses his father it's very dramatic Mm -hmm. um but the same thing i mean it's probably the same thing. Your dad was your leader. You went to him. He taught you everything you know as a boy and a man. Mm-hmm. And now he's gone. Yeah. You don't ever have that person to go to anymore. Yeah. Um, for my mother, 
my mother was the active, young, fit mom in the neighborhood. She swam with us. She roller skated with us. She played volleyball. Mm -hmm. uh, she water skied. She snow skied. She did everything. Everything. Active. In yeah. her 40s, she was into jazzercise and racquetball. <laughs> and, and, and she was, she traveled for work. She, she was inspiring. She was, I never, ever thought that my mom, although it's arthritis, so she can't really control it, you know, yeah. um, would be in the physical position that she's in now where, you know, it's hard for her to get around and things, which she does it, but then she has to recover. Yeah. And when I injured my back two years ago, it was terrifying because that's what's wrong with my mom. Oh it's my a totally different injury. I yeah. injured mine. Hers is arthritic i don't even know how you get it or if it's hereditary or anything like that but um she also has not taken care of herself for the last 30 years so you're afraid of getting to that point yeah i don't i want to continue to be active and you can do it yeah. i mean look at grandma connie look at grandma connie she's had multiple Walking strokes and, and she walks she walks so she goes much. to church or i just think you have to keep Going. moving yeah yes you have to move every day so going along with you your fear of getting old your body sh not working mm -hmm. for when you want it to work mine is to watch you get there and then I, my biggest fear about like knowing that you're one day gonna be like you know grandma you're gonna be old uh-huh and i'm gonna be taking care of you uh-huh i'm also my like top fear on that is not being able to say goodbye. I cannot get my like lashes it, wet for 24 hours. I know. Hours. Why are you crying? I know. It's the week. I know. I know. But it's I thought it about out. it this week because I've been calling you so much about my problems. Don't cry, please. I'm the only one who can cry here. Okay. But I just was thinking like it would be so unfair of her if she passed in her sleep because I need to be able to say goodbye. Don't cry, please. <laughs> <laughs> my, my lashes. I, I don't know why I'm so like sentimental. And it's Christmas. But I'm terrified that I'm not going to be able to say goodbye to you. And I don't know. I feel like that would be like a huge betrayal on your part. <laughs> How dare she? How, of course she would. Of course she just goes in her sleep without even <laughs> talking to me about it. First. Well, I will tell you something that I have noticed. Um, it's something that we've always done no matter where you are, who you're with, how old you are. We always, even if I'm leaving my house or leaving your house to go to my house, which is 15 minutes away and you're following me. Um, I watch your location. I'm like, okay, she's home. <laughs> we always hug, kiss, say, I love you. Yeah. It doesn't matter if I'm going to see you in a half an hour. Yeah. We have always done that. Yeah. From our hand gestures out the window. At school. At school. <laughs> that Which has is the I love you. The symbol. I love you sign for yeah. sign language. Yes. It's when, so you, we created that when it wasn't when I could talk time to you. To say it. Yeah. If you Either were in too public far or, or driving away or, yeah. yeah. Or like if we actually, loud. we actually, um, Oh my gosh, I can't believe I just cried. <laughs> Started it when I would have to meet in parking lots to drop you off for visitation. 
Oh, we would do yeah. it in the cars. We would yes. do it in the cars so you could be sitting in the back seat with your hand up against the window. Yeah. And then I could have my hand up against the window until you drove away. And then it was. Um, I wonder if anyone picked up on that. If they ever saw you doing it. Yeah. Or you doing it. Probably. They thought we were way too attached. But. Um, and they then. They who? We don't need to name names. Well, I can blink it out. It's. Oh, shit. <laughs> and then uh, daycare. When I would drop you off at daycare, I would go to work. I'd drop you off in the morning and then you would come out. They would let you come out the daycare door and stand in the doorway and watch me drive all the way out the driveway around the building. Yeah. Yeah. And then just be waving yeah. by. I love you. You have mascara all over your face. You should see my hands. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> it's all <laughs> over my face. So on that note. <laughs> Am I allowed to do that with my kids? Yes. Or is that just a us No, thing? definitely pass that down. Definitely, okay. definitely, definitely. Uh, it, they can uh, do good, it to you. Goodbyes are super important cute. to me because you n- you do never know. Yeah. Yeah. So We've watched too many of those shows and I'm, movies. I'm big on don't ever uh, don't ever hang up Yeah. angry, even though we have been frustrated with each other before and yeah. got off the phone. Or you've said, I have to get off the phone because you're upsetting me or something. Yeah, yeah. When I'm trying to fix it and I should just be listening. But I love you. I love you too. <laughs> On that note. <laughs> Thank you for listening to us. Thank you for joining us. Um, Thank you for supporting our podcast. Um, and go ahead and follow us on Instagram and TikTok. We're at Sutherland Girls. And if you're listening to Spotify right now, obviously you are. Like, let's be real. I don't mm-hmm. even know why I have to say that. But... If you're listening to our podcast right now, please go and follow it so that you are notified every time a new episode comes out. Um, we are going to be wrapping up season one of our podcast mm-hmm, mm-hmm. very soon, even though you guys will hear it into January. Mm-hmm. Um, we are going to be recording season two in January, but we have one more week of December. So that's right. one more episode after this one. And then that concludes season one. We have a lot of exciting things coming up. Mm-hmm. 2022. No, let's save it. Okay. For the new year. Are you sure? Yes, I know. Okay, you're I want to give a hint. No. Yeah. No. You're going to be warm. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's going it. to make you warm. Okay, got to okay. go. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Like I always promise, there are some bloopers in this episode, so continue listening and enjoy, and we hope you get a good laugh out of this one. Oh my gosh. So so short. I have a mirror behind me, and there's a mirror behind my mom, and she keeps looking in it. Can you focus? I just got my hair cut. It's so short. It's not short. It's longer than mine. It was here. Okay. Mine was there, too. (laughs) Look at it. (laughs) Look at it. Yeah. Currently, you're cold, and you tried to put my sweater on that it didn't used fit. to be Granny's. I couldn't even get my arms in it. it was Granny was like a hundred pounds. So depressing. <laughs> it's not depressing if you're not built that way. I know. Granny was teeny tiny. She was teeny tiny. She was a great lady. I miss her. Well, we haven't blabbered. We haven't talked at all. We haven't caught up except for the drama that's going on in my life. So I'm going to do the intro. Ready and action. Okay. Hold on. Wait, what do I say normally? (laughs) Oh, yeah, that's right. 
We're back. We're back.